1: In that case, I pronounce
0: you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Great Love Media.
1: The Great Love Debate.
2: Hi again, everyone. It's Brian Howie. Welcome to the Great Love Debate, the world's number one dating and relationship podcast since 2015. Um, so we spend a bunch of time on this show, and I have spent a bunch of time in my professional life talking about and diving into fresh starts and new beginnings and second acts and hitting the reset button. And how it's never too late to make a change or start again when it comes to really just about anything, where you live, who you're with, what you do, and most importantly, how you live your life. Especially for me, for men, it takes a long time for men to grow up, takes a long time for them to discover who they are and to be confident in who they can be. And who they can be with, and that is not uh, an excuse for them. I'm just sort of laying it out there. I know that's really frustrating for women to hear, and it's a frustrating thing for women to deal with. But it's a frustrating process for men, too, knowing that, uh, I don't know, if you can just get over the hump or break through to the other side, happiness and prosperity and clarity and all of life's pleasures can hopefully— Be there for the taking. But it isn't easy, and not only does it take a long time to happen, it doesn't always happen. But I have someone with me today for who I believe it did happen. He has a very circuitous and complicated. Um, journey and he has an interesting tale to tell and I know the ladies like to hear from a dude besides me around here we don't have enough dudes besides me around here he is the author of the one week relationship confessions of a serial monogamist he claims it's a novel but it's more of a thinly disguised memoir uh, and we actually went to college together and I haven't seen him in a long time it was many many moons ago and many many miles from here
1: Greg Kelly how are you Thank you for having me, Brian. It's a true pleasure to be on your show.
2: Yeah. Um, Is that a fair way to sort of sum up men in general and you in specific that, you know, it sort of takes a while to find who we are and and what we
1: want and, and sort of get going? A lot of fits and starts? Well, I would like to add to that by saying I think what takes a long time is for men and probably women as well to realize. Who is the kind of person that they are really looking for? You could be married to somebody for, you know, over 10 years and that still doesn't mean they were ever the right person for you. Right. And until you get out there and cut your teeth and make some mistakes and learn from those mistakes, you won't ever truly understand what is like the number one thing that you need in a relationship. And when we get to that point, I'll tell you what that was for me. Uh,
2: That's a good point. A lot of people have trouble, especially when you're in a relationship or in a marriage or have children, sort of acknowledging, I may have made a mistake here. Um, I may be making mistakes all along to get to this point. There may be another direction I can take. There may be changes I can make. It's tough to admit that to yourself, and it's certainly tough to have that conversation, right? When did you start questioning your approach to life? Was it slowly over time, or was that, a you know, some people say I woke up in a ditch one day, or was there a a, a light bulb moment, or was there like, I think I have to start doing things differently or better?
1: Well, it's I don't think you ever start questioning what you're doing until you you start running into hard times. Now, in my first marriage, I was married for— 16 years the first time. Um, we had two children and we ran into some financial difficulties because the industry that we were in pretty much collapsed, um, just like what's happening right now with the restaurant business and wow. COVID 19. Those aren't things that you can ever prepare for and you don't start realizing what is missing in your relationship until you're both kind of up against it. You've got two kids. You start realizing, you know, maybe we're not in this for the long haul the way that we thought because otherwise we'd be pulling together Mm -hmm. instead of constantly being at each other's throats. So after we moved to another state, uh, Nevada, Las Vegas specifically um we were able to rebound we were able to get back into a a good business i started a personal training business up there and it took off right away so we were we were out of the woods financially for a while however you know the thing the things that we had learned about each other as far as where we were not compatible that never went away and it just kept getting worse and then ultimately you know, I had to decide but, to to do something,
2: but it's sixteen years into it. What? How long into it were you oh, thinking? I, may, was it always, or was it there was a trigger and it sort well, of changed your perspective?
1: Well, my first wife uh, separated from me within three years, so this wasn't like one sided, and you know mm-hmm. that probably would have been the time to say, you know, because that, that was before children, you know. Maybe, maybe we made a mistake here. However, because I had been raised with so much, you know, Judeo Catholic guilt, Mm -hmm. the concept of getting a divorce was just not something I was willing to concede. So we both made it work when, you know, the writing was on the wall all, all along. We just figured. Let's just keep going a couple more years and see if it gets better. Let's pop out a couple of kids and see if it gets better. I
2: know that. And, <laughs> yeah. And,
1: and you know what? That's just stupid.
2: That's a common thing, though. Let's have a kid to save the marriage. Rarely does that work. And then you have a, another life to deal with in that. Yeah. that. Absolutely. Um, So you after 16 years of, of – you finally get divorced or 16 years after you married?
1: We were uh, – we – Officially separated at about 14. The full full divorce took 16. Um, And then I moved out and I started pursuing my own life, as did she. And, um, you know, that's very hard on kids. You know, you're not even officially divorced, but you're both, you know, with boyfriends and girlfriends. It it, it was just awful. But
2: it's a long time to go without dating. 14 years or 16 years. And then you have to get back out there.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, that was, that was a real culture shock for me. I was like the proverbial deer in the headlights. I, I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, I had never been on a dating website cause they didn't exist back in the early nineties. Mm-hmm. And so I, it was just kind of the blind leading the blind and I, I just couldn't get over how naive I was and, 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 and how, how, like stubbornly old fashioned I was in terms of, you know, I thought I was going to go on my first date and meet the next woman I was going to marry. <laughs> and so, you know, you have to have about a hundred of those before yeah. you realize that's not going to happen.
2: No, I, I, I think people get disappointed quickly. I think they're like, I, I don't understand why, you know, within a handful of dates, I'm not falling. Cause your pattern is I, I was in a relationship for a long, long time. And somehow a small part or a large part of your brain needs to or wants to get back to that. And dealing with new people, new personalities, new new desires, whatever they want, not everybody's aligned in that. Even if two people probably could, could get along, what they want is not necessarily at the same place.
1: Yeah. Getting along, um, if, if that's all you have going for you, that's simply not sustainable. Yeah. Okay, so… The, the, the secret sauce that I finally realized was missing in our uh, relationship and and this is not a knock on you know my first wife or any anybody else has, I've, I've ever dated. Um, I think two people have to be like intellectually on the same level, and that doesn't mean one person's dumb and the other person's smart. It just means that you have common intellectual interests. And, you know, the types of things that motivate you to have discussions about are similar. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that, you're wasting your time. That's a good point. People underestimate how uh, how big
2: a part banter and small talk and curiosity and questions and answers that, are, that a couple has in a relationship matter. And that's a good point you made. It's not about being – even having the same perspective. It's not even about having the same intelligence level. It's about – he, what do you think about this? And what do you think about this? And do we share common interest and can we keep the ball moving forward? That's a good point. Couples don't often have that. No. They don't come up. They, don't, you know, they, they look at other things. They look at, um, will they be a good provider? Which matters. Or is this person attractive? That matters. What will they like to have kids with? And do they have a good job and all that? But the other stuff, which is sharing um, interest and being able to have conversations and being able to... Share space with each other, uh, it, it's underrated. So you go back out there dating, not to fast forward into what we'll get into in a second, but how frustrating was that for you that you just, you didn't understand the secret sauce or you didn't, you didn't sort of have a grasp of it? Was it just one failed relationship after another or was
1: it one failed date after another? Well, it was a little more complicated than that because uh, when I first went out being the naive person and the, the honest, ethical person that I was at the time, <laughs> um, I thought, you know what? I, my situation is what it is. I'm not going to try and hide anything from anybody. So I would go out on my first date and the first question would be, so when do you get divorced? And I said, well, we're not divorced. We're separated. But there's no hope for reconciliation, and that was pretty much the end of the day. They don't trust that. They don't trust nor that. Nor should they. Nor should they. <laughs> so there was only one thing left to do. Lie. Oh. Or get divorced. Well, no. I, could, I, <laughs> you I couldn't I, speed I, that up. No, I couldn't speed that oh, up. Okay. It, it was as contentious as it was going to get, and oh, it was okay. going to be as painful for me as it could possibly right. be made by... So it was either...
2: Not date. Right. Find somebody who is happy with you saying I'm separated, which is a small
1: pool, or hide the truth. Right. So lying just seemed like the lesser of the three evils. Uh So And then ultimately, I wound up getting into a relationship with somebody based on a lie. And at some point in time, I said, "Eh, I can't really live like this anymore. So I told her the truth, and we stayed together. Now, looking back, I wished she had dumped me at the time <laughs> because that was another year and a half of wasted time mm-hmm. but uh no so and then but the, so the lie was i'm
2: i'm divorced oh I'm divorced, yes, weren't you still going through sort of a battle? How did you cover right that? but I
1: was able to keep that we didn't live together anymore, okay, yeah, I had my own place, she lived in the original house, and um uh, so I was able to keep, you know, the, the legal stuff under wraps enough that it, it was never gonna,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: unlike today where you can go on literally any court website in any state and see, state, at, and yeah. see what, what the status of somebody's divorce life is or bankruptcy or right. anything else. You couldn't do that back in the mid 2000s. Mm-hmm. That's about, you know, the time period we're talking. And so, um, uh, you know, and 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 that particular relationship was, you know, on again, off again, on again, off again. Both had dating f- profiles up there, you know, you know, to make the other person jealous or to say I'm done with you. It, it didn't matter. It was mm-hmm. just a huge mess. And then ultimately, we got married.
2: <laughs> oh, ultimately,
1: you get married. Yes. And how long were you married to her? Thirty days. Oh, is that a Vegas marriage? No, it was it was legitimate, but okay. it was it was ultimately annulled, and so you know, from a legal standpoint, mm-hmm. an annulled marriage never occurred. I mean, you okay. did say "I do," and you did get married in front of a, you know, whatever justice of the peace, yeah. but in the eyes of the law, it didn't count.
2: So you got out of the second one a lot quicker and easier than the first one, right? Okay, then
1: you go back out there again, right? Same approach. Same approach, pretty much. Um, Yeah, you know, I I mean, the the one thing I'd like to emphasize is that, you know, I was never interested in just being like a a, a serial dater. Mm -hmm. My goal was always to meet somebody and then um, become monogamous. I, I didn't want to have... Stuff going on the side or and then ultimately, hopefully leading to marriage and children.
2: And you didn't find that most of the pool was similarly aligned in that desire. Don't most people want that? No. <laughs> <laughs> what do they want? They just don't know what? What, what they want. Well, I think a lot of divorced people don't because they're like, I don't want to get back to that. Or I had that. But I think, you know, a majority
1: of people who have never who haven't gone through that still hope for that. No, I could be wrong. <laughs> I, I, you know, honestly, I, I think I've got enough experience to, to say, from my perspective, I didn't see that. So what, uh, what did you see? What I saw was um, a lot of people that wouldn't even know if that's what they wanted because they were too busy having one foot in and one foot out at, at all times. In mm-hmm. other words... The, the the single biggest problem that I found with dating, and it doesn't matter who you are, whether mm-hmm. you're a man, a woman, I don't care how much money you make, I don't care how good looking you are, I don't care how smart you are, the, the, the preponderance of, of people in the dating world are always afraid of making a commitment to somebody out of FOMO. They're afraid they're yes. going to miss out on right. that next better person. Right. So it's let's just keep putting off the commitment part as long as we can. So ultimately what happens is you never really get to know each other and you, you ne- neither of you ever feels this sense of importance that you would otherwise achieve in monogamy. It's your placeholder. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of placeholding going on in Las Vegas.
2: Yeah, I'm sure in Las Vegas and a lot of places too. A lot of people think it's a game of musical chairs and I better grab a seat. But I'm not entirely comfortable with this seat.
1: Exactly, yeah. and 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 you know I'm still in touch with some of the women that I, I dated, you know, eight ten years ago. They're mm. all still single.
2: And have you have they changed their approach, or did you say this is going to be a hard thing for you unless you're willing to, you know, put your whole self in and shake it all about?
1: You know, uh, no, they haven't changed their approach at all. Uh, they 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 what they're they have either. Come the one of two conclusions that they are content being alone uh-huh. and or, you know, having occasional intimacy with somebody on a one or two off basis yeah. or they are willing to simply be uh, a man's quote unquote girlfriend. Not necessarily that the guy's married, but he doesn't want to commit to them. So, they so they're both, in, like, they eight-year uh, relationships without being married. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Well, I think a, a big reason for that, obviously, is people are, if I put my whole self in and I put all my chips on the table, I could get hurt. And exactly. I get, like, if I go that emotionally vulnerable and willing to say, like, I'm you know, taking your hand and we're going to dive into the deep end of the pool, that's what people are afraid of.
1: Exactly, and 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 to be perfectly honest you, with you, I was absolutely guilty of that from the very first time. Uh, well, no, I, I think I was willing to be vulnerable when I first got out there, but you know, after you get your your, your head your brains bashed in mm-hmm. a few times, then you're kind of like, well, I'm just going to take on a kind of next mentality. I don't really care if you don't approve of me because mm-hmm. there's somebody lined up ready to say yes right now. And and you can't really ever get anywhere, like, in terms of a relationship, if you've got that that approach.
2: Did um, did the fact that you were divorced or been married a couple of times, did they hold that against you? Because they were like, I don't trust that you can do this for 50 years?
1: Well— I think I think anytime you have young children involved, that's always going to be a problem. I mean, a problem meaning it's, it's an obstacle towards dating. Um, I, I, unless they have children of their own and they're all around the same age, mm-hmm. I think most people would prefer that you don't have children. There wasn't anything I could do about that. And, you know, so. Uh, yeah,
2: I think so. There's two sides to that, too. There's some people... Who have small children or have children only want to date people with children because they're like you won't understand my life unless you have children. My answer to that is that's like trying to hit four or five bullseyes in terms of scheduling and all and that right. of stuff. And you're right. And you're right. And you know, I think somebody who who dates somebody with children, I think that they can share some of the burden. I think that they can, you know, definitely um, assimilate into a family. I, I think people should. Stop A lot of divorced people do that. Like, I only want to date people with children. I think that's a mistake. Anyway, so you keep going through this. You keep banging your head against the wall. You're frustrated with the pool. Are you frustrated with your own approach to this? Are you questioning your own um, choices? I keep finding these women. Or are you at the point where you're like, this is the most of the women?
1: Well, the the approach that I took was I never allowed myself to be Alone for, like, more than a day. There was always somebody lined up, ready to go, and um, I just kind of attributed it to... I mean, I knew I was largely at fault for various relationships not working out, but I kind of believed at the time that if I just keep going, Mm -hmm. eventually I'll grow up Yeah. And this is just the cost of doing business. It's like you got to make 39 cold calls to get one yes. <laughs> well,
2: that's a good way okay, to look at so it. it like like
1: okay. Right. So I, I treated it like, we're all just cold
2: calling out there. Right.
1: I treated it like, like a business process. And that doesn't mean I wasn't earnest because I was earnest with mm-hmm. every single one of them. And I never, never cheated. I never wanted to be a part of, you know, an, an open relationship, but you know, I think I, I had my own, uh, you know, baggage I was dealing with at the time that didn't make me suitable to be a good partner. And th- there wasn't anything that was going to happen like short term that was going to fix that.
2: What, what, why didn't you be, go through, or maybe you did, where you're like, you know what? I'm single in Vegas. I'm just going to enjoy this town for a while and not be in a relationship. What was the driving thing that you always wanted to be in a relationship?
1: I think it was just the way I was brought up. The other, the other thing is, you know, like I'll, I'll give you an, an anecdote. At one point in time, I was dating four women all at the same time, sometimes in the same day. Mm-hmm. That's how ridiculous that it was. Exhausting. It it was absolutely It was absolutely, <laughs> fattening, it was absolutely of, of exhausting. Of <laughs> But as I told each one of them, I said, these are your rules. This is what you have demanded. You you don't want to be committed to me. Mm -hmm. You just want to enjoy me. I can remember one quote from a girl I really, really liked a lot. And and we had a great time together in terms of companionship. And she was funny. She's like, listen, you know, I've already been married. I've got two older kids. Why don't we just like enjoy each other for what we are? You know, Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. Well, but then what happens is when they ultimately become aware of one another, then they start freaking out. And then, you know, ultimately one said, okay, well, I want to be monogamous with you. But then, you know, over time she realized that just because she was attracted to me, and this is what we were talking about before, Mm -hmm. didn't mean I was really the right person for her. And when she finally came to that conclusion she then told me she wanted to say, see other people, and I said, Okay, you're out. Mm-hmm. Judy was boring.
0: Hello.
2: Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com.
0: It's my little escape.
2: Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs>
0: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's
2: the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: I never win and tell.
2: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, fast forward, you go through all this, and then one day you
1: decide, uh, an experiment? Is that a good way to put it? Okay. Well, let me just back up for one second. Okay. I'm going to skip over this really quickly. Okay. I was married a third time. Okay.
2: Third time, not the charm.
1: Also also <laughs> annulled, but we're going to skip over all that because that was a really, really uh challenging time in my life. Okay. How,
2: how long was that one?
1: Well, the relationship itself was probably two years, mm-hmm. but again, the, the marriage was 30 days. So, master of the thirty-day marriage—that's a good I, I, book title. I, I think it's a reality show. <laughs> the I think thirty-day really, marriage. Yeah, we have a, you got ninety-day fiance. We'll do thirty-day marriages. Yeah. Well, it's kind of the same concept because they only have ninety days to make their thing work. You I have thirty agree. days to make this work, but nobody wants to go getting married if it's not for real. Trust a me, on that.
2: should be easier to get.
1: Well, they are. They are. They're, they're easier to get in some states than others, and that's why people. Choose Las Vegas. I mean, Britney Spears didn't get out of her marriage. Uh, She wouldn't have gotten out of that as easily if she had done it it in California. You know,
2: 90 days, you should both be able to just walk away in the
1: state. I absolutely agree. And, and you know what? I, I even tell people, why, why marriage at all? You don't need to be married to be committed and in love with each other. And, 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 you know, basically a marriage is a contract between two people and your state. What does that have to do with it I agree. And
2: a lot of people probably know they they want to get out of this on the honeymoon or a week later. And because of the legal wranglings of getting divorced, they sort of ride it out because they don't want to deal with that. So if it was easier, like 90 days, both parties can walk away with a phone call. I, it would, it would be a lot of marriages ending
1: quickly. Well, I just thought of something that I wanted to bring up, and maybe this puts my two annulments into perspective because I know it sounds kind of comical and it was insincere, but it really wasn't, and here's why. What, both of those situations were the one, foot, one one foot in, one foot out situation. Both of those women and I agreed at the time that if you don't make a commitment, mm-hmm. you're never going to know if this is meant to be. And we've been together long enough. There's already been a year and a half, two years with each of them. Right. Yeah, Boom. At, at Commitment.
2: Some, at some point, and, and that is the, you know, you say people don't really need to get married, but that is the, the hurdle that people need to sometimes cross to know how serious they are because it's really easy to walk away as boyfriend,
1: girlfriend. Right. So fast forwarding to the question you were about to ask me. Yeah. I thought to myself, you know, there's got to be a better way than going through the legal nonsense of getting married to show somebody that you're committed. Uh-huh. So, after about maybe a, a year or so after my my third marriage, um, the second one that was annulled, I was uh, back out there dating. I'd, I had I, I had recently I had been in a relationship with a woman where, like we were talking about. The connection was there. The love was there. The circumstances were not there. She had two kids, and I was never going to be stepping foot in that house mm-hmm. like like on a permanent basis until they were out of there. And I didn't want to wait six years, so so we decided to part ways, but kind of you know keep hanging around each other a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then so I was out on this date, regular Match dot com date. And um, it was with a, a performance artist, so at, who had trouble meeting men because of her line of work, mm-hmm. and she also was fiercely independent, and you know she wasn't looking for a rich guy. She was just really looking for like a normal guy to like hang out with. It. Yeah. Long story short, uh, you know our date was kind of like floundering, and then right before we left, I said, "Look, do this." Commit me, commit to me for one week. And that's how it all started. And then you can ask me whatever you want. One
2: week. So uh, that just came to you in the moment.
1: It came in the moment. You thought it was the the
2: shortest amount of time that seemed like a commitment. Right. I knew that we liked Sunday. It's like a fast, it's like a
1: diet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I knew that I knew that we liked each other. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to just. Like write it off that okay, well she's in this strange line of work and she's got hobbies that I'm not into, but because we like hanging around each other, Mm -hmm. and I wanted her, I wanted to see for myself whether or not you could turn something like that into something more real. And then after I after she agreed to do that, I went home and I thought of a couple of other parts of our agreement Mm -hmm. and one of them because you know this is a common concern for women they think that men are just trying to hit it and quit it and move on i said i'll tell you what as a part of this we're going to agree to have complete monogamy Mm -hmm. um uh we're going to go on three dates a week and we're not going to spend 25 hours on the phone every day trying to get to know each other that's the whole point of three dates a week now after a week Mm -hmm. You can say sayonara and I can do the same and hopefully we'll part as friends. So you don't just get one date. You're committing to
2: three. This is the pack. You got to buy the package. Yes. Three dates, one week. Three dates in a
1: week. Three dates, one week. No sex. No sex. Uh, Daily phone call. Just one and briefly just kind of, hey, how are you? How's your day going? Click. Not let's talk about. Let's tell me, tell me what kind of a childhood you had. So you posted this.
2: Yes. You, you post it and you can read, I want you to read exactly what you posted on where
1: match.com. I was on match.com and I, I think, do they still have plenty of fish anymore? Yeah, they do. Okay. Well, as that, I
2: always say, plenty of fish, you might as well be on Craigslist. Well, to get off plenty of fish. Well, but well, yes.
1: Tinder didn't even exist back then. No. Tinder is apparently like grinder now for straight people, right?
2: <laughs> it's pros and cons. It's a little quicker, but yeah. But back then it was sort of matchy harmony. Okay, Cupid, plenty of fish. That's pretty
1: much it. R- right. Okay. So, but, but I, I don't, I, I think plenty of fish was, just weird mm-hmm. i i i still I, I, put, is. I put it up there too but yeah. i didn't get the response okay, okay so so here's what i wrote gosh i should have broke my my reading glasses okay it says author's note i no longer have hair due to a spiritual commitment i'm like a part-time buddhist um <laughs> but it grows back fast Please see enclosed pictures. So I posted pictures with of what hair i and without with hair, without. I'd recently shaved it. Okay. And I wanted them to see what I'd look like if I had hair. Okay. And then I said, um, the whole dating model is wrong. We meet with strangers and hope that we're,
2: that we've met our soulmate
1: that we've met our soulmate. Yeah, there is a better way. As a dating guru and author of many uh, women's profiles, and I mean that for real, Mm -hmm. I used to write women's profiles for them, I designed a new approach called the one-week relationship. The rules are as follows. Total monogamy, that means Mm -hmm. you don't have one foot in, one foot out, Mm -hmm. no sex, three dates minimum, no getting to know each other through the phone or email, let's just meet. Mm -hmm. After the first week, we can renew our contract or part ways as friends.
2: Okay. Uh, I like that. I think a lot of women would go for that because it shows a couple things. It shows you've thought about it. It shows that you want more than just a date, which a lot of women are like, they want to go out with me once and see if they can get any and then, and then go out with again. Um, and I like that it forces people together. Now... I'm going to read the rest of what you go. If you're wondering why you should consider this concept, which I think they're considering, it takes all the pressure off. It adds a little bit of pressure, but it probably takes more off because after a week, it's a conversation and we're either going to end it, we're agreeing to this and you can make adjustments or whatever. Uh, It forces the initial commitment of three dates, which I always agree on. You should always at least do two and three is a good number. One date people are nervous, people are a little out of sync, you really don't know each other enough to judge whether you like I mean if you if you fear for your life or you're totally repulsed by the person, I get it. But if at least you're willing to give this person a fair shot, a fair shot I think means three dates.
1: Also on the first date, mo- both people are probably acting about 50% of the time.
2: Yeah, I would say, yeah, you're out with their publicist. That's about it. Uh no worrying about the other person going on other dates which is interesting because you're like and again you if you have 8 dates lined up in a week it's sort of like opening 8 bottles of wine you're never going to really appreciate uh, you're never going to understand what you like about that person or all the wines you really should date one person at a time i say that all the time on this podcast people think i'm crazy about that but so you're committing for a week three dates and nobody's going you're you're going to have to no cheating in this Mini cheating, uh, it forces immediate performance from both parties. So you got seven days to make it work. So it's sort of a forced. It's like the Bachelor's, like ninety day fiance. It's like let's intensely see if we can push this forward. I like that. It eliminates the flakes, the one night sands, and the cyber squatters.
1: Good. Do you know what I mean by that? Because I, I had to look it up. It's it's the women or men. Who are on every single dating site Who never respond to anybody's inquiries They don't
2: They just want a lot of They just, they just like playing the they game They like the attention Yeah uh, It allows parties to experience the trust and beauty of monogamy Even for just a week Which I like that It, give, it builds confidence back up And it lets you build at least initial trust it increases the chances that a friendship will result after, after contract expiration, which I also agree with because I think it's like we did this thing together. We went down this road. We had an experience. We shared an experience together.
1: And people will remember that. After it's gone. It's almost like being in a movie together. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Because it's, it's, we're doing this weird thing together, and it may not work out, but we're going to feel like we actually did something special, even it's an if adventure. it doesn't. You yes. went on an adventure with a stranger. An adventure for a week. And so you,
2: fought, you finished this post with, it took me 10 years to realize uh, what was wrong with dating, but I only figured it out yesterday. If you would consider me as your one-week monogamous, no-sex boyfriend... I would love to hear from you now. If I had to guess, I would say you got
1: infinitely more responses than you did of your of your normal profile. It wasn't a comparison; it was like a full mailbox. I felt bad because you know one of the, one of the other uh, things that I've got to hang up with is I, I I hate letting people down. Like you you just met somebody and you're going to give that a go. And then somebody else comes in right behind them and is like, oh, I, I want in, I want in, I went in. Right. And you feel bad telling them no.
2: Well, then how did you deal with all these possibilities? You-
1: I said, uh, well, Darcy, <clears throat> um, what I did was the uh, first person who wrote me, I went on a date with, and that seemed to be going well enough that – we entered into the I, I, I this came before the telling the woman to commit to a week. Yeah. So so this came before that.
2: Okay. But so it was the first one who's signed who's like, yes. hand up. Hand up. That seems reasonable. Uh, well
1: but you why, also why, why not? Well
2: I know. So and then if it didn't work, you knew you could do this again in a in a week. Right. Um did you tell everybody hold on a
1: week? Yes. <laughs> Yes, there was always a backlog. Like, I, I, it was like, it was like, uh, you know, I hate to make a comparison to a restaurant, but it's, it was like being Le Cirque, you know? I mean, there was always a waiting list. And, and they also understood that you may never hear from me again if this right. works out. So, but I think there's
2: no th- pressure. I think they also would like that you are not dating them because you are committed to the person who somebody has this week. And Absolutely. I'm going to see how it works out. Because you could have been juggling four on the same week if you weren't honest
1: about it. No. So I think they would like that. Absolutely. no. They Everyone was so nice about it. And that, that was the difference between the old approach and this approach. Um, if two people liked each other on the
2: second date and they knew they had a third date, you think the sex would cloud the... The judgment, or it's just about honoring the commitment of the week. Uh,
1: no, I I think if well, first of all, I don't think you could get to know somebody that quickly in most circumstances that you should go tampering with the rules before your three dates is up. I mean, so if it's you just a matter win-
2: of honor. You, you both agreed to the rules, and if you start twisting the rules, that's a
1: bad thing for a relationship. Right? Yeah. I'm, even though eventually I did do that, right. but. Um, <laughs> it, it, it just—it's just—you know—how would you know? It, it, how would you know if the person was sincere mm-hmm. and that they didn't just want to bang you? you yeah, know?
2: that's true. I, I get that, and it's sort of I, this is a really interesting concept because it is a bit of a commitment. No matter what, anybody out there, try and give up uh, whatever is a big deal in your life for even one week. Go on a diet. Go on a diet. Uh, give up a, your favorite TV show put down your phone whatever Mm -hmm. a week can seem like forever you know or a week can go by in a blink but it can it really is somewhat of a commitment it's a little bit of a social experiment and it's an adventure with a stranger and i think adventures with strangers on their own merits are interesting dates it's a one week date chopped up into you know a couple different tasks and
1: activities and
2: I like it. I but, wish but, I thought of that. But the
1: other – the other, <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you can take the concept and run with I, it I, if I you know. want. Anyway, the other part I wanted to add as far as what you liked about it is even if this is some absolute total stranger you only met yesterday mm-hmm. and they're sincere about doing this the right way, to feel like they are committed to you for a week makes you feel special. And that brings out things in you that you may not have ever knew were there. Yeah, in, in terms of positive, positive. Oh, qualities. I agree. You're,
2: you're sort of cloaked in this, um, you're enveloped in this in, in this sort of bubble of yes, trying together exactly, and putting it and let's do this together. And that's why people do, do look for a workout partner and they do look for a diet partner and they do look for somebody to take a class with them together and they do this. A date should be a bit of a journey. You're taking this like here's what I want to do. We're going to do this for a week. I want to try this. And I think that does have a better shot. Put the monogamy aside. I'll make the argument some other time about about, about, Or not monogamy. It's really about celibacy. 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 So monogamy, yes. Monogamy and celibacy. Celibacy. So the celibacy, take that aside. The idea of doing um, an adventure with a stranger is going to... Share and trust and do all the things that you really want to fast forward to in a relationship. I think that's good. I think that's a that's a plus. I think that's a good idea. Sure. Um, so you wrote the book after all of this.
1: No, I wrote, so you wrote the, the book, book while it was all, going on. Oh
2: While it was going on. But you didn't write it as I have this dating. You didn't write it as a dating guru. You wrote it as what? Like uh, what was the purpose of writing it at the time? And not writing it as a dating how-to.
1: Well, okay. So we had to start off with the notes that this was written on were kept in real time. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, I was really just looking for material to write a screenplay. I mean, I was sincere about what what I was looking for in finding a relationship through monogamy. But I figured this would be interesting to yeah. look back and see – what happened with a little bit of creative license? Are you
2: telling the women that you're documenting this?
1: Oh, absolutely. What? They were they were not only fully aware of it, mm-hmm. they were reading it at the same time.
2: Oh. I had the opposite experience where women were like, "Are you asking me that because you care? Or are you asking me that's because you need material." And I'm like a bit of both. I needed both. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm and I, not I, was I, honest about I, that. I I, I I no I. Yeah. But but it's like it's like you know I mean. If I don't write it down mm-hmm. and you don't read it, you're not going to learn what I learned from our you know failed experiment if it does fail, so you're writing it in real time, not knowing the ending there wasn't an ending no there's no ending in sight. Mm-hmm. I just figured if I do this enough times, you know you know well if you're I'll doing it eventually, enough,
2: if you're doing it enough times but the right way You felt like you were at least having positive experiences with dating. Yes. So didn't the end game of just because it didn't work out, you were feeling less hurt. You were feeling more fulfilled by your dates and you were feeling at least I'm mentally and physically approaching dating better.
1: Absolutely.
2: So it put these sort of barriers up to, to make you date in a more positive direction. Right.
1: But then at one point, you know, after I don't know the fifth or sixth uh, time that it it fell short, um, I started feeling burnt out a little bit. Mm-hmm. So then I did what you were suggesting earlier, which is okay. Let's stop looking for you know happily ever after right now. Mm-hmm. Let's reel it in. That's the concept I speak of: the heart, mind, mm-hmm. reel it in, and let's just be okay. As a single guy in Las Vegas, and I don't, I'm not even going to look around. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to – I'm putting my profile on mute, you know, mm-hmm. and just by chance, that's, you know, when my wife and I finally met. And, what it,
2: and another thing it does, and, and I know you bring this up too, it eliminates the flakes early on. If you can't oh, – yeah. if you have this conversation, you decide we're going to do it, and then you can't commit like your Wednesday falls through or the second day falls through – it's a lot easier to know that right now. Right. And and sorry, you lost your game. Thank you for playing. Here's your parting gift. Goodbye. Right. And, <laughs> and
1: and in and in one instance, I did this uh did one of the, the contracts with a girl I had previously dated who I had previously had flakiness issues with. <laughs> And I went out with her one night and I explained the concept to her because, you know, she was getting blown off left and right too because uh-huh. she was meeting flaky guys, flaky people attract each other. And I said, let's just try this once and it's okay because we're friends now. It's it, it, That's not going to change anything. And even knowing, you know, how firm I am about, you know, following my word and mm-hmm. my honor – She's still flaked. And, you know, I was like, you know, I'm glad I'm finding finding this out because any attraction I still had left for her uh-huh. from the first go around, that just ended. I'm like, okay, you yeah. are what you are. I'll stay your friend. Uh-huh. But, like, I'm not going to go to sleep wondering what went wrong. You just don't have it. This is a reasonable, easy
2: test bar. And... uh I, I think that's a good way to say who would I like to date. I'm gonna I'm gonna commit to three dates with this person. And again, especially the women out there. If you feel unsafe or if you feel something was amiss and they were willing to do this but they were dishonest about something else, you you don't do it with them and you can, and you start over and you do it. But at least the mindset of let's
1: take this adventure together, I really do think that has a has a chance of working. And and one other thing I was thinking about, I was like Asking myself the question, had I not put this out there on my profile to be read over and over and over, sometimes a dozen times by the same person before mm-hmm. they contact me, would I have been able to spring this on somebody on their first date? And the answer is no. Right. If you're going to do something like this, you got to like go for it and put it out there. I mean, it, it obviously it, didn't catch on or everyone would be doing right, it.
2: But if you brought that up during the first date, hey, we're going to be monogamous for a week. They might they're like, "Whoa, they're, they're, whoa, whoa, whoa." Yeah. Yeah. We just split an appetizer. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> we're so yeah. And and so, you know, the other the other way I I'd, I'd like to describe this is it skips over the getting to know each other part because the getting to know each other part is the part where people have one foot in, one foot out at all times and they're they're faking it half the time. They're not showing you their true selves. And there's no point in getting to know each other if you're not compatible in terms of being able to keep your word, being able to sit in a cardboard box in a third world country in the rain during a war mm-hmm. and still be okay with it. Yeah. That is really the definition in my book. That's love. That's love. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't have that, you're going to find that out on the first date. I know. You'll come over, to the ha- come over to the house and let's watch reruns of 90210 or Chicago PD you, you could spend an hour with somebody and yeah. just the vibe, the aura yeah. will tell you this is not going to happen. The, uh, the beauty doesn't always last. The money doesn't always last. But the
2: curiosity and the camaraderie and the companionship, that should last um, or you have uh, nothing. So, again, in the interest of time, and now you're happy.
1: Now I am happy. I don't <laughs> even think that approaches what I am. I didn't realize, and that's why I use the analogy about the cardboard box. That is happiness to me. If that's happiness, I am happy mm-hmm. because you, you know, I think people underestimate how much time they're going to wind up spending with their partner over a lifetime mm-hmm. where you're not going to the best restaurants. You're not skiing in Aspen. Mm-hmm. You're not being invited to the Oscars. You were just spending time with them. Mm-hmm. And that is. The real quality time and if you don't have that you don't have a relationship. So No regrets.
2: Are you like oh damn. I wish I did it sooner. You're like this is the journey and this is how I got here
1: I would say the latter so despite all the mistakes I made and and I'd like to apologize to any woman in the world and there are a lot of them that I have I have uh, Not treated fairly in my lifetime, and I Mm -hmm. think every man uh, Needs to make that apology had I not gone through all that, I would not have been prepared to accept what I have. I would not have been mature enough to appreciate what I have.
2: You're right. Every man does need to, if not make that apology, make that acknowledgement. That, that goes a long, long way with the women. Yes. Uh, okay. In the interest of time, again, this is your uh, first time on the podcast, and we're going to have you back on because there's a lot more to dig into. And I got a lot more questions to ask you, but we play something called Worst Date or First Date. So you have to give us either the absolute worst date you've ever had or the greatest
1: first date you've ever had. Your choice. Oh, uh, wait. You mean uh, you want a name or you want a story? I I want
2: the story. I know you can change the names. Um, Either like this was the worst date I've ever had or – this was the best date I've ever had. Gosh, either no, one.
1: That's that's going to be a tough one um, <laughs> because again, I'm not kidding about the Buddhism thing. And when you you spend all your time living in the present, yep. like you have to literally call on you know your memory to pull things up that aren't isn't floating around anymore. I'm going to stick with uh, the first best date. Okay. And see the
2: power of Buddhism gets he, rid of all the bad stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And that was my wife, and I'll tell you why it was the first best date. Okay. We weren't supposed to be on a date. I was invited to a baseball game by a friend who had read my book while I was writing it. And she I, – I guess he had a surreptitious interest in her, but he wasn't willing to say so. So he invited her, and he apparently invited me because he thought she'd be impressed that she, he knew some guy that was writing a book nobody read. And so I – we just started talking and I said to him, uh, you know, what's the deal with you and this lovely lady. And he said, Oh, well, I want to get married and she's not interested in a relationship. I'm like, okay, so that means you're not interested. Right. Cause mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm all about the bro code. Right. And so, you know, one thing led to another. We connected that first night and then he drove us both home and then, Unfriended us both on Facebook. Oh, wow. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. You know, there's nothing worse than a guy who says, oh, I'm not into her. She's, you know, she's, I'm looking for a wife and she's not interested. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: She's not interested in you. Yeah. That was it. And honestly, that situation, because it was so shocking. hmm. Brought her and I together at like warp speed. We we're like, wow, what an a-hole this guy is. Mm-hmm. Thank God we're finding this out. Because this was a guy I used yeah, to he... spend three nights a week with going out, you know? so you, had a f- you found a reason to bond. Found a reason to bond, yes. And it, it literally brought us together, you know, in a way that I don't think would have happened if that had not happened. Him getting mad at us helped us out. Mm-hmm. Good.
2: Uh, all right. This was fun. It's called The One Week Relationship. Uh, shoot us an email, uh, greatlovedebate at gmail.com. I know you guys have a lot of questions about this. We will pass them along to Greg um, and uh,
1: experiment it and pitch the book. It's, it, it's, it's now back on Amazon for the first time in seven years. He I, I resurrected it off the, book. the book. He's back. Resurrected it. it in case
2: anyone's curious. All right. The One Week Relationship Confessions of a Serial Monogamist, Greg Kelly. And the foreword was written by his wife. Yes. That's good. That's sweet. Uh, this was fun. Thanks for doing this.
1: My pleasure.
2: As far as us, like, share, subscribe, and as always, please review this podcast. Your reviews mean a lot in the podcasting ecosystem. You can go to ratethispodcast.com slash GLD. Uh, that makes it a lot easier for you guys to um, rate and review. Uh, go to greatlovedebate.com our live tour schedule is slowly rolling out for 2021 real live shows. And we also have some of those virtual uh, online Great Love Debates presented by our friends at Deepen. Those are just as fun, if not even more fun. And I just bought a ring light, so I will look even uh, more glamorous when we do uh, the next one. Because as always, at the Great Love Debate, we never stop making love. See you next time. Debate. The great love debate. It's the great love debate. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands.